My name is Andy Field. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Here are the three biggest stories from the past week. First, the proposed tuition increase for the University of Oregon has failed. Mountain Mars. <laughs> then, Portland Senior Experience gets canceled for spring. And finally, Cedar Hall will get a new name. Today is Saturday, May 13th. You're listening to the Daily Emerald Weekly News Wrap-Up. I'm Emerson Malone. I'm Max Thornberry. And I'm Alec Cowan. Our lead story today, a $945 tuition increase at the University of Oregon, effective fall 2017, hit a wall on Thursday when the Higher Education Coordinating Commission voted it down. This plan would have increased tuition 10.6% for Oregon residents and 3% for non-residents. The commission only monitors in-state tuition, so we do not yet know whether this will affect out-of-state tuition. The UO Board of Trustees voted on March 2nd to increase tuition at a meeting, and this rejection from the Higher Education Coordinating Commission comes in light of Governor Kate Brown recommending to vote down any tuition hike over 5% in mid-April. Will Campbell reported the story. At that Board of Trustees meeting that I just mentioned, student protesters drew a lot of attention to the fact that Oregon, relative to other states, receives very little funding for higher education as it stands, so it's unfair to push more of this financial responsibility for the university's budget shortfall on the students. So, Max, how did students protest at Salem's Capitol building on Thursday? So students from the Oregon Student Association attended this meeting. They protested the meeting by wearing orange life jackets. They held up signs that said, help, students are drowning in debt. The state of Oregon is the thirty is ranked 37th uh, in the country as far as funding for higher education. So their, their concerns are relatively founded. How has the UO administration reacted? Tobin Klinger, the uh, UO spokesman, said that this is a tremendous setback for the university and it's going to force the administration to go back to the drawing board. The $8.8 million budget deficit that we've been hearing about has been assuming that this tuition increase is going to pass, that it wasn't going to meet any setbacks. So we're looking at even more debt now. How about ASUO? Has ASUO commented on this? Yes. So ASUO President Quinn Haga traveled to Salem for the meeting uh, with other UO students, and she said that she was surprised to hear the decision because she thought it would be similar to the UO Board of Trustees meeting in March. When students came out, they protested the increase in tuition, and the board almost unanimously voted for an increase. As of now, she told the Emerald, it's difficult to say if it is a success. It's too early to say what it will mean for the university. And part of that concern is because of that budget deficit that is going to be even greater. Quinn Haga is concerned about continuing faculty cuts uh, and, and staff cuts at UO. She said that OSA, the Oregon Student Association, had a huge influence on the votes because the HECC members, quote, were literally looking at students who could be priced out of the university. The HECC board also voted on tuition increases for other schools. The board passed tuition increases for Western Oregon University and Southern Oregon University, but it also denied an 8.3% increase for Portland State University, along with the UO's 10.6%. I'm noticing Oregon State University is not on that list. They must have been one of the only universities to not face this sort of increase decision. Yeah, yeah. so the only the schools that were proposing increases of 5% or more had to have the HECC look at, okay. at their budget. Which Kate Brown said, we shouldn't go forward with this. Kate Brown simply said that the HECC will have to look at it, that they are required to, to do this. I, I don't recall for sure whether she 
said that we should not vote on it, but there was some some pretty strong feelings uh, around the state that 10.6 was was too steep for students to be able to continue with their education. Our second story today, as budget cuts continue to impact the university, the University of Oregon has canceled the journalism school's Portland Senior Experience Internship Program for this fall. According to Pat Curtin, Associate Dean for Undergraduate Affairs, the program will be back in spring 2018. Frankie Benitez reported for the story. So, Max, what is this program and what does it do for students? So, the Portland Senior Experience is a program operated out of the School of Journalism Communication, and it offers on-the-job training and academic credit for, for seniors in the SOJC. It's run through the UO Extension in Portland, and according to its blog, more than 75% of all participants had internships extended or were offered full-time employment upon graduation. So it's a nice segue for seniors trying to get a, get a hold in the, in the job market. The program accepts about 25 to 35 students each cycle, uh, fall and spring, and it's available to all four majors in the SOJC, public relations, media studies, advertising, and journalism. More than 225 students have received internships through the program, and most of the internships are paid. Cutting this program is part of a number of cutbacks that the J School is making, uh, as is every department on campus. The $8.8 million debt that is a little in flux is affecting everyone. Uh, So recently we've seen layoffs in the journalism department, this program being cut because uh, during, during the program, classes are offered for academic credit. Because there are so few students that take each class, funding for the program has been falling, which is the the rationale for not having it this term. And you can catch the story on the cuts in our last week's news wrap up. Um, so why is it being canceled this time around? So like I said, the it, it's a combination of cuts across campus as well as not enough enrollment in, in each class that you can take as part of the experience. So Curtin explained that because the classes offered during the internship often have only two or three students, the SOJC can't fund the program this term. Uh, the program is going to be retooled, Curtin said, so that it will be offered, so that it will be covered by the new budget. Uh, and Curtin is confident that the program will be extended to students next spring. So this is not appearing to be a permanent cut. It looks like it will be returning. And have we seen any student reaction so far? There was quite a bit of reaction on Twitter of students that were really upset, uh, alumni of the program that said that they had a really great time, that they really enjoyed their time with the senior experience. They were upset that the program was gone. Other prospective students, uh, some that work for the Emerald, were, were upset that they weren't going to have a chance to, to have that last hurrah as a, as a UO, SOJC member. And our final story today, March Madness may be over, but we got another Final Four. The Final Four names have been chosen for renaming Dunn Hall, a dorm building in the Hamilton Housing Complex. The candidates are Nellie Franklin, Derek Bell, Norval Unthank Jr., and Norval Unthank Sr., so one in two chance it will be named Unthank Hall, I guess. Right now, the hall is temporarily named Cedar Hall, which is badass. Max, you wrote this story. Remind me again, why are we renaming Dunn Hall? Why do we have to get rid of the most badass name on campus? Cedar Hall, that is, not Dunn Hall. Yeah, Dunn Dunn Hall is not the most badass name on campus. So Dunn Hall was named after Frederick Dunn, a former professor uh, at the University of Oregon and a Grand Cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan. So there is a a racist legacy uh, in Oregon, and this was one example of a a racist legacy existing on the University of Oregon campus. So the black student 
task force uh, a little over a year ago, came to administration and issued some demands. Number one on the list were that a few buildings on campus should be renamed, Dunn Hall being one of those. And D.D. Hall was decided it will not be renamed. Yes, and we have covered that extensively. You should listen to our podcasts about it. They're a lot of fun. Okay, we'll get around to it. So these four names, they're all African-American candidates. What? Why were these names chosen, and who are they? So these are all members of the Oregon community, the state of Oregon community, that have, that during their lives fought for black equality in a state stained by racism. These names were brought to President Schill by a renaming committee, uh, and the names were announced on Wednesday in the university's official blog around the O. President Schill said that these candidates should be individuals who made significant contributions to the university or to the state of Oregon. So the the final four candidates uh, of the four, one is a woman, Nellie Franklin, who was the first African-American woman to graduate from UO. She graduated with a degree in music in 1932. Derek Bell came to the University of Oregon from Harvard Law, and he was the president of the law school at UO from 1980 to 1985. The law school now has a lecture series that is named after Derek Bell. Denorville Unthink Jr. was the first African-American to graduate from the School of Architecture and Allied Arts from UO. Uh, and after graduating, he worked on several projects in the Eugene-Springfield area, most notably McKenzie Hall, which was the former law school, the Lane County Courthouse, and Kennedy Junior High School. Just want to jump in here. If you go into Lawrence Hall in the lobby, there is a glass um, memorial for Denorville Unthink Jr. on display there. Fun fact, I yeah. didn't know that. And finally, Denorval Unthink Sr. Uh, is the fourth candidate. He wasn't associated with UO specifically, uh, but he was a prominent figure in the, during the civil rights era, era in Portland. Uh, and at one point, he was one of two black doctors uh, in the Portland area. And then when the other doctor was moved, uh, they worked for the Union Pacific Railroad. Uh, he was the only African-American doctor in the Portland area. Okay, and so when... Uh, when will this building get its new name? So President Schill is uh, expected to bring his recommendation to the board of trustees in the meetings in June. Uh, so he doesn't have the final say, but he the, the final four names have been given to him. He will give a recommendation in June, and the board of trustees will vote on the new, the new name then. You can read more about all these stories, how the state capitol is wagging its finger at higher tuition. Not today! <laughs> how the J School is taking away its Portland experience from seniors, and about how the UO is about to lose its most kick-ass dorm name, Cedar Hall, at dailyemerald.com. That's all we have time for today. My name is Emerson Malone. I'm Max Thornberry. And I'm Alec Cowan. If you'd like to hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and listen to these episodes right on the Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Thanks for listening.